Rise Up. Welcome to Rise Up Radar, where we keep the Falcons on your radar. Thank you for joining me, Stan Parker, for another episode. Let's have a ballin' show. And we are back again with another episode of Rise Up Radar. Tonight, we're riding solo. Stick with me. We got some news across the NFL. We got some Falcons news. We got all kinds of stuff we can get into. Kind of a slow week uh, for Falcons news, honestly. We got some new hires um, going, getting an, getting announced and getting acclimated and putting out new stuff. Um, I think Ragone spoke to the media today um, and just about, you know, saying all, you never really, you never really learn anything for those I don't know, early media stuff. But um, I was looking at the draft, and I went back and looked at every time since 2001, uh, well, 2000, we'll call it 2000, uh, the Falcons have picked in the top 10 seven times since 2000. And... So that's what 21, 21 years they picked they've picked in the top ten seven times. So I don't know what that says about the Atlanta Falcons franchise, successful or not successful. But um, two thousand one, they traded up and got uh, Mike Vick. So that was and he was the number one overall pick. And then two thousand four, uh, the Falcons selected D'Angelo Hall. At number eight, uh, obviously, obviously, Mike Vick had massive success in uh, with Atlanta and later on in his career. But like a beloved Atlanta, like one of my favorite Falcons of all time. Um, I don't know, just obviously, Mike Vick changed the game, and you can't say enough good stuff about Mike Vick. Um, huge Vick fan. Um, and then D'Angelo Hall, I had to go look up if he had. I remember his name, but I don't remember. Um, and I remember seeing him play, but I don't, you know, I, I don't know if you would call his career a success, but he went to two Pro Bowls with the Atlanta Falcons. He made it to three Pro Bowls. He made it um, to a Pro Bowl with the uh, Washington other team name. And um, in number, in 2007, so 01 was Vic, 04 was D'Angelo Hall at number eight. Another 2007 uh, number eight pick was Jamal Anderson. That was a colossal mistake. So, yeah, no thank you. Um, and that was, I believe, uh, I think that was pre-Thomas Dimitrov. Um, it might be, that might have been Thomas Dimitrov. I don't not remember. I should have looked that up before we got on the air, but that's okay. Number eight, uh, two, so he, Jamal Anderson was number eight. He was a bust and defensive end. Um, uh, and then 2008, Matt Ryan got selected. Number three overall. Obviously, Hall of Famer. Um, maybe not obviously Hall of Famer, but obviously the best quarterback in Falcons history. Uh, one of the, I mean, can't say enough good things about Matt Ryan as well. Um. I mean, he's a couple plays away from two Super Bowls. 
So, uh, yeah. And um, 2011, uh, number six overall was Julio Jones. Uh, obviously, I would think that he's going to have a Hall of Fame career as well. Number six, uh, number 2014, Jake Matthews was number six overall. Left tackle, still playing left tackle for the Falcons. Um, good pick. And number and 20. Oh, wait, was that 2013 or 2014? I got my dates messed up. It doesn't matter. And then uh, same thing with uh, Vic Beasley. Vic Beasley was pick number eight, and that was a bust. So of the of the seven picks, two of them have been busts. So for what it's worth, I just went back and looked at it, some, some, uh, some light reading, I guess. But, uh, yeah, interestingly enough that um, most of them were hits. So like I said, they're going to have – but you can go back and look at these, these years, that the years that are back to back, so like Jamal Anderson and Matt Ryan, two thousand seven and two thousand eight. Two years back to back in a top ten is not good, so um, that's a sign of you know a bad team. So like look at that stretch between oh four to oh eight, two thousand four they picked number eight, two thousand seven they picked number eight. In 2008, they picked three, so that was a, a spiraling, <laughs> a spiraling team. So, if you look back now, it's 2021. They haven't been in the top ten since 2014, so six years ago, really seven years ago, I guess. Um, so, they should not be in the top ten next year. I think they have a good window still winning a lot of games. I believe in this team that I think it's a talented team. I think it's the one of the most talented top five draft order pick teams um, out there. I think it's, they're, they, they're more talented than a 4-11 and 11 team. So, so with all that being said, still an enigma of what they're going to do. Draft is still um, kind of far away. I don't know an official date has been announced yet, but um, I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do. I th- I know what they should do. There's there's two options here. The first, we've talked about this a hundred times, but um, it's getting more and more um, plausible in my head the more I look around and read and do my own research and stuff. It's more plausible to trade back and more, I don't know about plausible, more palatable right now in my eyes is to trade back and stack up some picks and build this roster because you still have some premium talent on offense. And you can capitalize on that, just build up this defense around the offense. Um, and Matt Ryan's still got three years left on his deal. He's still got some some juice left in the tank and let's go from there so um it's not sexy uh trading back to number nine and picking up you know patrick sertan or whatever a corner maybe i don't know a defense you gotta have it you gotta have defensive line in this draft regardless so i've been looking at some guys that are probably under the radar nice little segue here that the uh, senior bowl is happening uh this week so that's been cool to see some football and to see some, you know, some scouting videos to, 
guys you probably have never heard of shining that kind of always happens with the combine is no one never heard of john ross before the combine and john ross broke chris johnson's record of fastest 40 time ever and lo and behold he became you know a top 10 pick and i don't hesitate anything since but you know that kind of that kind of ascension happens during the evaluation period of you know pretty much the combine and maybe even pro days so like even okay so with another a standout that we thought that we've talked on this podcast before that probably is not going to go or translate to the nfl but someone's going to reach for him and he's not going to pan out in my opinion and i don't think the faculty will draft him but mac jones mac jones is throwing dimes out there in um the senior bowl and i don't know what it is about the senior bowl and the combine is that sometimes quarterbacks don't want to throw. I understand that it could hurt you more than it could help you because there's plenty of game tape. And if you're throwing in a controlled environment, maybe you're mechanically getting dissected differently. I really don't know. I would like to ask Todd. I'll ask Todd on the, uh, I'll, I'll ask Todd later. But I, I don't know. I just don't understand that aspect. I feel like if I was a quarterback, I would want to throw and look at my arm. But, you know, I don't But Mac Jones is apparently lighting it up, throwing dimes, and maybe he's moving up on people's draft board because there's a lot of teams that are looking for quarterbacks. And so that is another reason why it makes sense for the Falcons to trade down because, I mean, say what you want right now that – the Falcons aren't in need of a quarterback right now. The, it makes sense to look into the future and say that you need a quarterback, but it, they don't. If the season started tomorrow, they would be fine at quarterback. There are uh, probably ten teams that, if the season started tomorrow, they are not good at quarterback. So, um, and obviously, Jaguars, Jaguars. I can't even think now. Um, sorry, Jets. See, the Jets are good at quarterback. The Jets have Sam Darnold. Now, they, you know, the season, like I'm saying, if the season started tomorrow, now could they upgrade their quarterback position? Absolutely. But Sam Darnold can win in this league. Now, is he ever going to turn into Deshaun Watson? I doubt it. But he could have a resurgence like Josh Allen. Josh Allen went from being a bum to being an MVP caliber quarterback in one year. So, yeah, Sam Darnold is one of those talented young quarterbacks that might be getting a short leash. Same thing with Tua. Tua might be getting a short leash. He's been benched a couple times down in Miami for um, the Ageless Wonder. Um, Ryan Fitzmagic, is he soft? Or is he injury prone? Is he soft as Charmin? There's there's a lot of stuff going on, but um, I don't know. There's it, I, they're in the court. They're in the market probably. No, I Miami's such a mystery, and they've got two first round picks, so they've got plenty of equity. They got plenty of you know stuff to trade for. If they want to move on to a, I know the guys text uh, Todd texted everybody tonight, and Zach, me Zach Todd and. Chris are on a group message and we, we all were talking about it that um, 
that Deshaun Watson has, has really just set the uh, the NFL ablaze here, feeling kind of like the NBA. James Harden, you know, ate his way out of Houston, but Deshaun Watson is 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 forcing his way out of Houston as well. So, um, but the, the top candidate for um, Deshaun Watson is probably Miami. Would be my guess because Miami has so many. Um, um, assets that they could, it could offer to Houston in draft picks. So, um, and you know, like, and we we were talking earlier today, earlier as well that um, Deshaun Watson ultimately holds the cards. He ultimately has, you know, I don't know if he had how much leverage he has, but he's he has leverage because um, he has a no trade clause built into his contract. So if they try to send him to an undesirable location in his eyes. He could just veto it and keep it moving. So I, I don't exactly know how that goes, how it works, um, but pretty, pretty interesting the way that goes. Okay. So here's a list. Here's a list of um, Adam Schefter posted this list out here that um, quarterbacks whose future are in question. And I'm just going to read you the list. This is some quarterback shuffling, some quarterback musical chairs like we've never, ever seen it in the NFL. This is becoming kind of like an NBA offseason because, you know, sometimes the NBAs will have just the contracts all line up in the same, like, offseason, the same summer. There'll be all these massive names just floating around. So you end up with the big three or you know, people coordinating together to get on the same team. But um, obviously the NBA or the NFL is a little bit different like that. But listen to all these names. Uh, uh, We'll count them later, but it's a bunch. Deshaun Watson, once out, hardcore. Aaron Rodgers, he could be getting out. Matthew Stafford officially came out. I mean, they, uh, the Lions officially stated that, hey, they're moving on from Matthew Stafford. It was a mutual departure and whenever they say that it never is mutual and so nobody wanted to admit who broke up with who um Dak Prescott I mean he had contract questions and drama around his name before he broke his leg in half um Sam Darnold again we talked about that the Jets I mean I don't know Sam Darnold's still talented he's still young I don't know. That's 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 a toughie for me. Carson Wentz. I mean, he's been a bum since. I mean, I don't know. He was having an NFL in MVP caliber season. Well, he didn't win the MVP because he got hurt. He's been hurt ever since, and he's never been the same. So I'm like way out on Carson Wentz. So miss me with that. And look, his buddy Jared Goff. The Rams came out and said they might move off from Jared Goff too. They got drafted the same year, one and two. I think that's how that went. Carson Wentz and Jared Goff. Both, uh, we I think we all sat back and was like, mm, I guess no one trusts Jared Goff. I do not trust Jared Goff at all. And I've been on record for a while saying he ain't it. So Jimmy G, it's a pretty solid quarterback. I'm down. You know, I I like Mr. I like Jimmy G. Is he starting caliber quarterback? Is he? Could he go somewhere and start? Maybe I don't know. Cam Newton, uh, Atlanta's own. Uh, 
I don't know. I, he looked good some points last year. He looked good working out uh, in a non-weird way. I know I might edit that one out, but uh, he posted all kinds of workout videos and getting his body right and getting getting after the grind, the forgotten cam. But uh, he looked lost under center sometimes. I mean, he had a game where he picked he threw five picks, no touchdowns. So, yeah, his 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 um, all those hard years of running has really caught up to him, and all the injuries that he's had. Teddy B, uh, Mitchell Trubisky, yeah, Mitchell Trubisky, goodness gracious. Um, uh, uh, Jameis Winston, Ryan Fitzmagic. Alex Smith and Ben Roethlisberger. So that's 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16 names. 16 quarterbacks that all at one point, I'm uh, looking through the list. Yeah, all at one point started a game this year in 2020, or la- I guess last year. At some point, all one of these, all these quarterbacks started a game last year. 20, yeah. 16 quarterbacks looking for probably going to be in a different team. So, with all that being said, <laughs> we're back to the to the uh, $64 million question. What are the Falcons going to do it for? I mean, you just trade, trade the pick to one of the guys, some to somebody who's looking for a quarterback, and just take all of their draft picks. That was, you know, that's kind of where I'm, I don't know. That's Zach and and, and, and and Chris I think have been on this for a while now, but um I don't know. And then my my official prediction is they're gonna take Zach Wilson. Um uh, but I did see I would like to talk to the guys about this, but they could just hear it um hear it from my lips right now that in CBS's mock draft that they put out, because it's easy to sit behind a computer and do a mock draft, I might do another one tonight. Um but CBS did a mock draft. The Falcons trade up two spots to get Zach Wilson from the Jets. So they traded from four to pick number two to get to Zach Wilson. I don't think that's smart. And I think Terry Fontenot, I don't know what his track record is. And I don't know what the track record is of the New Orleans Saints, that could be something I could look up for next time. But just to see if they moved up a lot, had a lot of draft movement. But I know Thomas Dimitrov had a lot of draft movement. And, uh, yeah, I he's the name wiggles into a lot of our podcasts. But um, I don't know if I like – unless it's a straight – but it won't be a straight trade. It would ha- You would have to give up – another pick and I'm not down with that. I, we need more all the picks we can get. And besides, I don't think Zach Wilson has elevated himself enough beyond Justin Fields. So if Justin Fields is is, is or if Zach Wilson's gone, you just take the other one. I feel like I'm I'm completely kosher and I'm completely cool. If we go on quarterback, it's one of those two. And if it's not those two, then you know Trey Lance or somebody later or just not at all. You could get somebody in the later rounds um, and just see, you know, just take a flyer on somebody and um, and move on from there because you still got three years to prepare. 
Um, yeah, so that's my that's that's my thought there on on quarterback. So, um, yeah, this is so weird that, that Deshaun Watson is. I mean, the, the whole quarterback situation around the league is it's a weird one. Uh, so the draft has not been announced yet. So we'll we'll keep you all up to date. Falcon News and Falcons draft. Um, Mike, uh, talking about this Atlanta Falcons roster, we haven't done a lot of like review of like last year because mainly we just trying to forget last year. But because um, there was a lot of forgetful moments or yeah of moments that we like to repress. But somebody who really impressed me last year, um, and I hope they grow continually. Um, in this new defense that we're about to implement, Dean Pease is going to come in here. They're going to they're going to switch from a four three to a three four, and he's also come on record. I, I don't know if it was in relation to the Atlanta Falcons, but I heard an interview because I, I mean I was watching, I read a lot of stuff and listen to articles or read articles and stuff. But they um, they asked him if it was a it was a hardcore like three four defense. So it's like. Um, but he doesn't sound like he's married to it, but that's just kind of what his bread and butter is, that, you know, the best defense is the defense they don't know it's coming. So that was kind of his answer. But it sounds like the Falcons are going to go to a 3-4. Um, so that means more playing time for Michael Walker. Um, I think it's going to be a bigger um, – so Michael Walker was the – the Falcons basically the Falcons' third linebacker. Um from uh, Fresno State Bulldogs, and he was named to um, the rookie All Pro team. So he was Pro Football's um, Pro Football Focus's highest rated uh, rookie, I think, linebacker. And so um, even higher than the uh, Isaiah Wilson from Isaiah Simmons. Sorry. A, na- a dollar in the jar every episode. Isaiah Simmons from Clemson. So he was number 10 overall pick, I believe. And Michael Walker was a fourth-round pick. So there you go. Um, he also only allowed 74 yards uh, in coverage out of 152 steps. So uh, he rated really high in coverage. So he'll see a lot of he'll see a lot of play with Dean Pease's offense or defense. So and I would like to see him continue to grow. But he impressed me in another um, – so I think he'll have um, a big role going forward in 2021. But another another player that I kind of have hopes that would take a step in development um, would be Marlon Davidson, the second-round pick out of Auburn. And I we, I we all had real high hopes for him. Um, we're really excited to see him. Could have been steal the draft, that kind of thing. But he kind of had a disappointing season. His season started off with on the COVID list and not participating much. Um, also sidelined with a knee and an ankle injury. So um, I think he just had a lot of little nicks and and dings there in the season and never was able to really get to a rhythm. Never really contributed, I mean, really anything. Uh, maybe more than Dante Fowler, but... Um, I would like to see him take another step next year. Maybe he'll be a breakout candidate for next year. But those are the kind of just like in review points that I was just watching some some tape this week and um, or in reading some stats or whatever. But Michael Walker really stuck out to me as being 
you know, a really highly rated rookie and, and another rookie that, um, that, uh, was kind of disappointing. I guess it would be my impressive and most, my, my most impressive rookie would be Michael Walker and my, you know, the disappointing rookie would either be Marlon Davison or it would be, um, maybe, um, Hennessy, Matt Hennessy, because I mean, he had a game that he just got worked, but I mean, at least you were calling his name. So, I mean, at least you were like talking about him. Marlon Davidson was like literally MIA all year and, you know, and Matt Hennessy didn't see the field. So he had limited opportunity, uh, not so much for injury, but for, for depth reasons being buried in the depth chart. I mean, there was aspirations of him being the, you know, the backup center and the either swing tackle or something. But uh, every time somebody, either Carp got injured or the other right guard, mm, another offensive lineman got injured. I think it was Alex Mack. They, they had to get out for a, a game that Matt Hennessy stepped in and he got worked. Like, I had a really bad, not a really, really bad game, but a, uh, a, a game that was not very desirable. So that was kind of disappointing with for Matt Hennessy. Maybe he could take a step another step in the uh in the in the coming up season. Another another rookie that maybe not the most impressive, but an impressive rookie season was um AJ Terrell. Now I know the guys give me heck about AJ Terrell, but I think AJ Terrell Terrell is a player, regardless, Todd, of where he was picked and regardless of if he was a reach or not, he still suits up for the Falcons and had an excellent rookie season. And so I commend AJ Terrell for being, you know, a good corner. He's going to be a good corner. Uh, hopefully, he's not a oh uh, from Washington. Desmond Trufant has a good couple of years, gets paid, and never really is the same. Hopefully, we're not, you know, that's not where we're going with this. But AJ Terrell seems like he can actually play, so that's exciting. So of this draft class, I guess we're just doing a draft review, just on the spot, off the head, off the off the dome here. Um, so the first round pick was um, AJ Terrell. I would give his season, I would give his season an A if we're doing like big letter grades. No research at all. This is all off, all off my head. So I would give uh, AJ Terrell his season an A. Uh, played some played some big moments. Played some t- played some tough competition. Did really well. Um, obviously got burnt too. He's a rookie. Things gonna happen. But overall, very happy with his performance. Um, I would give him an A, B B minus or a B plus or an A minus. That's where I'm standing with him. Uh, second round pick Marlon Davison. I would say a D. Uh, passable because he was out there, but uh, really sidelined with injuries and uh, injuries and COVID. And so not a lot of big samples has there, but kind of disappointing. Um, and then third round pick was, I think, Matt Hennessy. And I would give him, hmm, uh, I would probably give him a C, a maybe, maybe a D as well. Um, kind of disappointed with in, in the job that he, he's had to step in a couple times and just didn't look that impressive. 
fourth round pick was uh, Michael Walker out of Fresno State. I think he did um, obviously excellent. He excelled. Expectations for me, I would give him an A, possibly an A plus, and then um, f- fifth round pick. Oh no, I can't. Th- oh, uh, Jalen Hawkins. Uh, he saw the field like. I mean, he played as well. He had, I think, he played like 6% of the snaps. So, I mean, he actually got some time. You never heard of his name, like, in a bad light. So, but I never, he never made any impact plays. So, uh, I think he played a lot of coverage on special teams. I mean, I give him, I give him, I guess, a C. Don't really have a lot of information there. And then uh, Hoffrichter. I'm sure I'm leaving somebody out. But Hoffrichter, a seven-round pick. Um, and he's, I think he started every game and was out there kicking his tail off. So they did a lot of kicking this year. So, um, I give him, you know, I give him a B solid. So yeah, there's the rookie class right there. Just off the top of my head. Here's my classes for this overall rookie class. Uh, got some pretty good surprises. Got some, I got two really good players out of it. Say Michael Walker and, and, and AJ Terrell. Will be good players. Hopefully, Marvin da- Marlon Davidson and Matt Hennessy come around. Hoffrichter, special teams guy, and a depth safety. Overall draft, I would give it a uh, probably a C. Uh, I'd like to have uh, you know some more depth on the defensive line, but for what we got, uh, maybe C plus, maybe B minus. That's kind of where I'm standing. So, anyway, that's two out of the. Five picks, six picks. They were really good. Um, yeah, that was that's kind of it for tonight. Um, we'll keep you up to date with some Falcons news, and um, I think we're we're gonna start doing uh, solo shows on Thursday nights, and uh, for your listening ears on Fridays, and then we're gonna do um, the the. Uh, the gang all back together again. We're going to do this on Tuesday nights. So you're Wednesday listening, Wednesday morning listening, just kind of some, some housekeeping there. So we'll have the gang all back together with the first episode of the week. And then the second episode will probably just be me solo going forward and getting you ready for the draft, bringing you some interesting, interesting notes. And we'll keep an eye on this quarterback situation. We'll keep an eye on the draft in the mock drafts and all senior bowls going on. The pro days are coming up. There's a lot of stuff to get through. There's a lot of names. There's a lot of research going on right now. So just stick with us and uh, we'll, we'll bring you the goodies as we always do. And as always, guys, if you like what you heard, go ahead and like us on Facebook, uh, subscribe to us on or follow us on Twitter and subscribe to us on Apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcast these days. Tell a friend, let's get the word out. And, uh, Falcons fans, they're we are we're on the precipice on a new era. Let's just uh, stay positive and keep doing those mock drafts and keep <laughs> posting on social media. Uh, appreciate you guys listening and uh, until next time, Falcons fans, rise up.